welcome back. This is part two of our season premiere episode of Below the Hardwood, episode 19. Speak it into existence. Welcome back. It's the second half of the season premiere episode. Below the Hardwood, episode 19, Speak It Into Existence. And for the second half, we're going to speak it into existence. I want to hear. I want to hear your predictions, who you guys have running the league, who, who's going to be the big award winners, uh, the team's top five in the East, top five in the West, um, to, to begin. Um, let, let's start with the Eastern Conference. Now that, uh, again, we're two games in, we kind of see where the league is going. Obviously, there is going to be some trades and whatnot, but can we get an idea of your top five teams in the Eastern Conference by, by the end? So w- which teams will we see kind of duking it out for the Eastern Conference uh, championship in, in, in come, uh, come June or, or if it is July? Um, Alan, can we get your top five to begin? Uh, I got to go Bucks, Nets, Celtics, Heat, Raptors. Oh, I think yeah. uh, that's probably how it's going to lay out. Once again, given that's that second spot, they kind of moved up in my projections because of, you know, Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant and came back uh, full force. But I still think, once again, Clippers East. So I see them in the second second seed, and I don't think they can – they have enough to overthrow the Bucks, even though the Bucks, uh, you know, are limited in a lot of things and a lot of what they do. They're great in regular season basketball, so that's why I think that they're still probably going to hold out on top. Okay, and and your Eastern Conference winner, the winner of all that. Well, yeah. you know what? I got to give it to the Bucks, probably, man. I feel like this is a, a championship or a bust year, and I think it always has been with the Bucks as far as top down management and also uh, Mike Budenholzer's kind of position and where he is. But I think after what they did in you know reassuring Giannis that they got him, give him his money, give him his bread, and bringing in players like Drew Holiday. They have to. They have to battle it out. They have to be able to make uh, adjustments on the fly when they come into uh, a playoff uh, round with the team. They can't just keep doing the same old, same old, because guess what? People are going to learn what you're doing and, and keep up with it. So I think the Bucks have no chance or uh, sorry, uh, no uh, like they, they, they have to. This is a year where they have to do it. And I think uh, Giannis has a little bit more focus as far as what he wants to do with his career. And uh, I think, I think he'll, he'll, he'll slay the beasts in the East. Will, um, anything about Allen's five you don't like, uh, what's, what's your top five in the East uh, moving forward? No, I thought, you know, I'm not going to judge his five. My five is probably going to be a little bit different uh, for different reasons, but I'll say uh, the Nets, the Buck, the 76ers, the Heat and the Celtics, um, mostly because I think veteran teams like the Heat know that, you know, it's not what you do in the regular season. You, you prepare, and after they went to the finals and they saw the injuries um, to Bam out of I mean, you can't prevent those things. Or like Gordon Dragic, who's an older player, I think they understand that as long as we stay competitive and we're one of the top four seeds in the East, we'll be okay. Um, I feel like Philadelphia is going to try and rush to the front because they feel like they have a new lease on life like Andy Dufresne from Shawshank Redemption and uh, 
with Doc Rivers and all those additions that they made. And I think that uh, they're going to try and rush that number one spot. So the younger teams are going to go after that. I think Milwaukee understands having the best record in the league the past couple of years. It might not be necessary for them to be the number one seed. And so the Nets are going to take that, and it will give them a, a false sense of security. But, you know, those five teams, I think, are going to be there at the end. There's no disrespect to the Raptors, who I think are just going to be on the outside of that top five. Um, gave this five, and I had to go with five. And I said the Raptors will be anywhere between like a four and a six this year. And I think that, you know, six is probably going to be where they end up. But, uh, yeah, that's my top five. Okay. All right. And um, your winner in the Eastern Conference? The Miami Heat. Oh, going back again. I do believe I do believe that um, anyone who takes a team who has total buy-in, like total buy-in from every person from 1 to 15 on that bench, of what they do as far as ball movement, as far as like being unselfish, you know, understanding that like if you're telling rookies, guys who are on G League teams, Tyler Hero and and you know uh, Duncan Robinson, every time you get, catch the ball, shoot it. This is a team with Jimmy Butler and all those guys, and they're like, I don't care what you do, shoot the ball because it makes the game easier for the rest of us. Bam got re-upped, and I think he won't lose his hunger because he got that big check. You know, Jimmy Butler is going to keep all that in line. And to dismiss a team that has patience, execution, and and, and continuity of spirit, of, 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 of play, even when they have bad games, to dismiss, to dismiss that team will be at the peril of those who, um, you know, believe that somehow they're not going to be in that mix at the end of the year. And I think they'll do, you know, some things that the, the, the Nets can do. And I think that the Bucks are still shook from what happened to them last year, even though they got better defensively and longer defensively with the pickups, pick, pickups of like guys like Torrey Craig and Bobby Portis, who's like offensive defensively challenged at times. But, you know, I think they, they got better, um, and I think there's some pressure off of Giannis because of that. Chris Middleton is playing out of his mind. He's going to be great and better this year. But I don't think they're worried about getting the number one spot. So Miami Heat. Miami Heat. And uh, it's funny because, yeah, for some reason, I don't know what it is. Um, I'm just listening to, into games, hearing the announcers. Again, going back to NBA Twitter, for some reason, people are kind of – it's like they're almost calling the Miami Heat, like, false and, and kind of saying that that last year's run was – anomaly I, I don't know if it is and they got the culture over there and i feel uh, people are kind of discrediting them but uh Dex, I, I don't want to yeah. discredit them but i think there's definitely an uh, the bubble effect was definitely present as far as giving them opportunities that they wouldn't have playing within packed arenas i definitely think mental part of the game was an issue and i think that just shows jimmy butler's resolve and the team's resolve because they'd be able to maintain that kind of focus even though you know there's not 18,000 fans cheering or booing against you. All right. All right. Uh, Dex, your top five East and your winner. All right. The real top five, top five, top five. We got the championships, the Brooklyn Nets. You don't even got to ask me, Ryan. Number two, we have a top five player in the Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum. So Boston Celtics taking second. Third, we got the defending Eastern Conference champions in the Miami Heat. 
At number four, we have Giannis, back-to-back MVPs. At number five, wait for it, my guy, out in DC, Bruh. the best backcourt, Washington Wizards. Bruh. Bruh. We got the best backcourt in the league, baby. Bruh. What up, Joe Biden? Let me let me let me hit this. <laughs> 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 so yeah um again if this is your first time listening dexter is a russell westbrook homer and of course for some odd reason he it's has a cult. he's part of a cult the washington <laughs> wizards in the top five um screw damian lillard <laughs> and wait oh my god yeah he's also a big dame hater if you're new to this program um so sorry you said your All eastern Nexium conference still. winner is who the brooklyn nets the brooklyn nets okay you're still keeping to that. That's good. Um, I'll, I'll just rattle off, you know, my top five and you guys can uh, torch it afterwards. Actually, it's kind of similar to most of yours. Uh, I do have the Nets, Bucks, dropping the Raptors. I, I've actually dropped the Raptors out. I don't know if that's a recent thing, but I, I like the Heat. I feel like the Heat are in that spot. Uh, the Celtics and the Sixers. So um, I, I, I've dropped the Raptors out of my top uh, out of my top five. Uh, so I, I do, I, and and maybe you know after a trade some point this season because I feel a trade is going to happen at some point, they might get back in there. But I got that has nothing to do with right now, Ryan. It doesn't have anything to do <laughs> with right now. Stop pump faking. Stop I, pump faking. I got to stop. You're willing to die on that hill, son. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no pump fake. No pump fake. I have the Raptors out of my top five. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, Nets, Bucks, uh, Celtics, Heat, and Sixers. Uh, and my winner in the Eastern Conference, uh, to be honest, I know Alan's probably going to hate this, but right now I have the Celtics. Boom. You know, I feel, bad. <laughs> I feel bad for the Celtics because they've been to the finals, the Eastern Conference finals, three of the past four years. So this season, if they make it back or they don't get beyond that, there's going to be calls for Brad Stevens' head, mm. whether justified or not. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, you know, how many times can you go to the dance and not get there? You know, sometimes there's a different voice in the locker room that's necessary, you know, and, and you know, if they do make it there, if they make, make it the NBA Finals, she's safe. But I think if they fall anywhere short of that or even in another Eastern Conference Finals and they're not competitive, then I don't think we see Brad Stevens uh, in Boston next year. I, I wouldn't disagree. Because up until now, he's been praised as a top, like top tier coach in the in the league for for quite some time now. All the praise Brad Steven gets, I feel like it's like Nick Nurse's. I, I don't know why I always see the parallels in the fact that Nick Nurse is not getting his flowers when Brad Steven gets all of it, all the praise, all that. You I know, get it. I, Celtic, I, I mean, wait, wait, no, no, no. But see, that's that's to me that's the false narrative, Alan. Because you know when Matt Devlin says that. Brad Stevens or Nick Nurse is who everybody thinks Brad Stevens is. They forget that Dwayne Casey built the program. Yeah. And so he picked up the pieces. Brad Stevens had to build his from zero. Mm. So let's be clear. There's a difference in the two. As much as you want to criticize, like Nick Nurse came and got all the pancakes with the hot syrup and everything. <laughs> it was ready on the table. New for toys him. and everything. He didn't even have to go in there and, and, and make it with the batter and do the whole thing. He didn't have to go through the struggle. He was on the bench with Dwayne Casey. Then he got the gig. Then he, you know, he got Kawhi Leonard, too. So, again, his cupboard was not bare when he got the stripes. That's why I said this season is going to show me a whole lot about Nick Nurse. 
a whole lot about Nick Nurse. Yeah. Right? We're going to see how great of a coach he is this year. He's lost. He's basically lost two defensive player of the years over the last two years. Um, he's lost a superstar. Uh, he, he, you, he's not bare bone, but yeah, no, this, this, this is the year that we're actually going to see, uh, who he is. So I think Don't forget you're disrespecting Kyle, you're disrespecting <laughs> hey, Kyle I, say, I didn't say that they're not, I didn't say they're bare bone, but they did lose a lot. No, he no, did you, lose you, a lot. You still have your core foundation, the guys who actually were a big part of your championship run. And even in the playoffs last year. And then you take a guy like OG who made the biggest shot of the season for the Raptors last oh, year. True. Beautiful. You gave him $72 million. So again, I, I don't, that, that's, that's that, that, that passive aggressive. Oh, we're the coverage is bad. Oh, we won. Oh, and see, we always know. No, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, no, no, that no, happen. no, not here. No, not here. Um, but uh, moving on to the West, uh, top five in the West, the West has been chicken up a lot. Um, Kevin Durant, Shifted over to the east. Uh, we're still waiting to see what's going to happen with James Harden. Uh, give me your top five in the west. We'll start with uh, uh, Dexter here. All right, in the west, we got my Lakers in first place and winning. So you don't have to ask again, Ryan. Uh, Number two, I like braided up Paul George. So we're gonna stick with the Clippers at number two. At number three, we got a future MVP in Luka Doncic. Rick Carlisle, uh, you need to get better. Uh, at number four, I have Denver dropping to number four. Uh, I don't see them as the second best team anymore. I don't know what it is. I think the loss of Jeremy Grant is bigger than we think. And uh, I think Michael Porter Jr. is the new Carmelo Anthony. I think he's going to take too many shots. He's a new Carmelo in Denver. And at number five, surprise, I don't know if it is, but I have the Suns with a great backcourt, but not the best because Russell Westbrook and uh, Bradley Beal, obviously, uh, and Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Okay. Um, just before I direct it to Alan or Will, does anyone have a problem with uh, Dexter's top five there? Of course, but it's Dexter, <laughs> so we understand. <laughs> of course, come on. What kind of question is that? Let's wait. Here, share, share the faults. Where are they? I, I, I don't see my, any. I have my grain of salt to go with what Dexter said. I'm just going to reply that on there, and now I can. <laughs> All right. Um, Do your thing, Alan. Um, okay, see, Alan. Okay. So here's, here's mine. I got I got similar, similar at the top there. I got Lakers at one. Uh, then I have the Clippers. But then, here's why I switched it off. I have the Mavericks. I have the Mavericks coming in third this year. Um, I, I feel like I'm sleeping on the Nuggets this year, but I just feel like Luka is ready to make that MVP run. And I feel like it's nice, man. I think I think MVP run is going to be between Luka and, uh, and Kevin Durant this year. I think the narratives are, are lining up right there for both of them. And if success follows that, boom, you get your, 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 uh, your hardware. Uh, after that, then I got the Nuggets. And then after this, this is where... I don't know. This is this is my realm of theoretics. I know the beginning is theoretics, but like I feel like there's more science behind a lot of that. What I or what I said. So uh, I'm gonna go Rockets, just based on the fact that this year it looks like they might still have. You know, I think seeing Christian would go out there and kind of produce the way he does, even if James Harden is not there, there's still a core that can still win a certain amount of games, and I think they're ready for that. Uh, so it's dumb. And then I'm, I guess this is six, seventh, kind of like tied up there, but. I think I got to agree with Dexter with the uh, Phoenix Suns. 
and Portland. I feel like they're on the outside how scraping many, in. How many? Are you counting hexadecimal? We, I got, I got, five, I, I got dude. people, I got people outside. Five. I got people outside <laughs> scraping the door. Like, can I come in? Can so I just, come in? I'm like, no, no. maybe, maybe. Top five, sir. Top five. Okay, okay. Right, just I'll, rattle I'll off the teams. Rattle off. The right teams. off the, right off the Rockets thing. Cut off, cut off of the Rockets thing. But okay. I got, I got to give love to where I see love needed to be. You know. All right. All right. All right. All right. Well. Who, who wins the West, though? You didn't tell us. Oh, who wins the West? Oh, it's the Lakers. It's the Lakers. It's LeBron James. So we have two for the Lakers. We have two for the Lakers. Okay. What's going on? All right. Will, this is all you here. I am going with the Los Angeles Lakers at one. I'm going to go with the Clippers reluctantly at two, even though despite the misgivings about Denver, they still have the most competitive guys, uh, in the league and the Joker and Jamal Murray, the best Canadian basketball player on the planet. Um, I do feel like there will be a problem with Will Barton because he feels like he's a starter. That's the only reason um, that I'm hesitant to put them any higher than three. I'll go with Denver at three. I'll go with Portland at four and at five. I really weighed between Dallas and I don't know what's going to happen with Chris Stapp's three six slot via Porzingis, <laughs> but I feel like it's going to be a battle between, you know, who comes back to their injury fastest with Darren Jackson um, Jr. and Chris Stapp's. So I'm going to go with Dallas right now, but in. Demetrius Jamel Morant, we must trust. <laughs> and eventually I see them making the playoff. They're not going to be in the play-in games. They're going to be in that top six somewhere in there. I feel like I'm disrespecting Portland a little bit. But um, I just, every year it seems like they have some crazy injury. That has Dame and, and, and CJ uh, McCollum having high usage rates and having to dig them out of the soul every single year. Uh, I just don't feel confident in what they can do and losing Hassan Whiteside, which sounds crazy to say, but he led the league in blocks coming off the bench and defensively, they're going to lose a lot of that uh, in the middle and they're going, they're not going to be as good defensively. Not that they were great at all, um, but they got worse defensively um, this year. And I just don't see them, being a top five team in the West. Yeah. Uh, mine's mine's eerily similar to that. Uh, Wait, who's coming out the West, Will? You're asking rhetorical questions, sir. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So I think we're just, yeah, moving <laughs> with the Lakers. Um, all right. Uh, for mine, I have the Lakers at one. Uh he, the best they, they won the offseason so you the champs win the offseason that rarely happens i'm used to championship teams just breaking up and and just not kind of being the same guys get greedy guys move on guys get money no the lakers kept their core and then added other pieces that just seem to have they're gelling right now so they're they're my one uh the clippers again number two the what happened in the bubble last year i feel paul george did take a lot of slander but i feel he is right to an extent with some of his comments having a an actual off season and a training camp um 
although he is now with a new coach again. Um, excuse game heavy. <laughs> excuse game heavy. Hey, 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 hey. I don't know if you've heard the previous podcast. This 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 podcast was was slandering this dude. And yes, I, I'm the last person that's gonna blame your coach, but uh, I feel with the training camp and more team camaraderie this year, I feel like the Clippers will remain number two. Um, this is where it was a little bit hard. I did have the Nuggets at three, and I had my Mavs at four, um, just simply because I feel like this is Luca's year to, again, I know the narrative, like Alan said, is there, and everyone's kind of boosting the guy, but they're, they're, waiting, they're, they're expecting him to have a big year, and, and I am too. It all really just depends on whether Chris Stapps can stay on the floor. If he's on the floor, then this team is lethal, and and I feel like they're gonna they're gonna take it to the West this year. Um, I do have the Blazers in there. Will has just yeah brought enlightened me to their injury history with Nurk, um, other pieces just not able to stay on the floor. But I still want to have them in the top five if they can keep this team healthy. Then yeah, they're they're definitely in my top five. Um, and then the winner, I think this is the first time we've had like a unanimous, uh, a unanimous winner, but yeah, I got the Lakers, uh, as well meeting up. Um, I, I don't know if I gave my uh, winner in the East, but oh no, I did. Uh, I have he, the Lakers, I have, I have the Lakers and Celtics, um, reigniting the feud, uh, one more time. Who's taking the most championships? <laughs> oh, that would be good for TV. No doubt. <laughs> Along with or the Nets too. I mean, let's be clear. Giannis would be good TV. Like, there's a lot going on there. Um, but uh, you know, this we disrespected Utah to some degree. You oh, know, I, I um, publicly disrespect Utah. That's just my. Uh, but but <laughs> you know, here's the thing. I don't I don't think they're as strong as they were last year. And I think you know. Some people are calling uh, uh, my man Donovan Mitchell like, you know, Monte Ellis 2.0, which I think he's better than Monte Ellis. <laughs> no, yeah, wow. He has a different attitude, I but heard. he's a high volume. He is a high volume shooter. And else, if Bogdanovich is not hitting shots and we don't know what, how he's going to look coming back from this injury, like those, they're still trying to work out their rotations. They don't look good early in the season. I don't expect them to, but, you know, it's a good veteran squad. And part of the reason I think people were so surprised by Rudy Gobert getting the $25 million contract is that they don't see him. They, they see him as one-way traffic. He's just basically a defensive player. He didn't bring anything wrinkle-wise to the offensive end. However, part of the reason the Supermarket, Supermax exists in the first place is to keep your top four guys in the same city, right? So you can have some continuity and stability and create a culture around those guys. The difficulty is in paying Donovan Mitchell what you paid him and paying a Rudy Gobert what you paid him is that now, based on the cap, you're going to have a lot of guys who are either on veterans minimums or G League guys in two-way contracts. And how do you really build a championship contender like that? And I think that's the modern NBA we have to deal with from not only understanding how to to create roster geometry with the cap and with the players and their talents in a way that fits the culture of those teams of those cities. Um, that's going to be a big part of who moves forward, you know, after the Lakers are done, if they're done anytime soon or, or whatever the case might be, or if it's the nets or whatever the case might be, because these guys are going to cash out, but you notice how 
like LeBron waited and AD waited until other guys got taken care of. There's a there is a concern or, or for the core to make sure they keep that same core because familiarity means something. There's a reason why the Raptors are now competing every year at the top of the Eastern Conference because they finally got a culture. They finally got guys who bought into what they're doing in Toronto. And even though they didn't sign a quote-unquote big-name free agent, I told you the biggest free agent they needed to sign was Masai Jury to make sure they got that next year. If that doesn't happen, you can basically kiss the Raptors goodbye as we knew or know them. Can, can I ask you a question? I asked these two later earlier in the pod. Um, Donovan Mitchell or Devin Booker? You're a GM. Who are you picking? That's tough. That's a really tough question. I don't have enough of a sample size in a playoff. Like the bubble experience with Devin Booker was great, but Donovan Mitchell has done it in the playoffs and shown that he can do it. And I think I, I give that the edge because when you can step up like that, and you leave everything out there and you're just an amazing force to that degree, you have to give it stats. And so I would, looking at what we do have from a, I guess the sample size, I would pick Donovan Mitchell, but just based on like raw talent alone and what we would see in the regular season, I would go with Devin Booker because of the, the ability to shoot. I mean, how many guys do you know have a 70 point game in the NBA? And whether they say it's the end of the season, like it's still professional basketball play. You know how hard it is to score 20 points in the NBA game? Yeah. So to score 70 points in an NBA game against in professionals. In a loss, though. In the modern yeah, day NBA. Listen, my point is, my point is, modern NBA is still, you realize the guys are actually faster and better. Like there was a yeah. time in the NBA yeah. where guys were smoking cigarettes and drinking beer at halftime. <laughs> okay? So don't tell me about, oh, those guys are better back then. They couldn't run a mile in some of these guys' shoes. I'm oh, talking I'm about the worst guy in the now. NBA. I'm saying it's harder now. They're more athletic. Yeah, it's much harder now. Yeah. The guys are bigger. The floor didn't they didn't expand the floor. The guys are bigger, stronger, to the degree that now your fours and fives have to be able to do more than just rebound and block shots mm-hmm. for the most part. You have to you have to have five basketball players players on the court to win a championship in the NBA. The Lakers were better when Anthony Davis played the five. He hates the five because he didn't want to be seen as a center because of his skill set. But they were better when you have guys who can all handle, pass, shoot. That's basketball, right? The old definitions of like the five plays in the pivot and the four does this. And that was how you establish an understanding of the game. But as the game evolves, like you have basketball players now. They don't have positions. You know, they're basketball players. So it's tough, man. If you, you know, if you're a dinosaur out here, you're not going to get that check. You're not going to be that guy, you know. So Rudy got it because defensive player of the year, playing with Donovan Mitchell, in a stable system. They lose Rudy Gobert. They're back to the dark days in Utah. Yep. Yeah. At least they're still competitive with Rudy there, and and he's had he now he has an untradeable contract too. Yeah. Well, the thing about Rudy Gobert is like there's there's things that he does that doesn't even show up on the stat sheet. Just the ability to make players second guess driving into that key, like that is like something that's incalculable in a lot of ways. Just having a player that can just completely just deter teams from attempting something, so, so they have to like switch up their game plan. So I think I'm not one of those people who like looked at the, the contract and was like, what the heck? I was like a little like on the high side because like. The fact that it's a supermax and it gives you that kind of false idea of it being overpriced, but I think what he does and um, does on the court is is great. And I think yeah, if Utah didn't do that, then they wouldn't have a chance. 
There was one time in the history of the NBA, the young man by the name of Highland DeAndre Jordan Jr. Um, was coveted, highly coveted. Max contract in the whole nine. Had to hide out. Dallas had him for a second. He went back. I don't, I don't, <laughs> so, don't remember those days. So, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, like now he, he's not that guy, but Doc Rivers convinced him he could be the modern Bill Russell, and he got his check, right? And we look at it as crazy, but whatever the market bears, we have to respect that. Like, I don't pocket watch like that on a guy. Yeah. Go get your money. I'm a player's guy. But sometimes I also think about, like I said, from the roster calculus and, or geometry and making sure you do the right math, make sure you have a team that is competitive and not just put butts in seats or at this juncture, I don't know what you say as a phrase in that space <laughs> since we're all watching it online or on television. So, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that, that that really goes down to that Jalen Rose quote. In life or sports, you never get what you feel you deserve. You get what you have the leverage to negotiate. And I think oh, that's, yeah. we've seen contracts like that. Market says so, so that's for that's what you're worth. <laughs> awesome. And uh, just to close out this little uh, top five segment here, um, your winners of the NBA championship in 2021. Lakers! Lakers in five, regardless of who they play. Oh, okay. Um, Dex, because I can't wait for this. We got Brooklyn in three. Okay. <laughs> Take my pinch of salt. Hey, I'll knock them off early. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> okay. on. In the second round, too. <laughs> okay. And seven uh, Will? Games, seven games. <clears throat> Will, your NBA champion 2021? Lakers repeating. Lakers repeating. Um, yeah, Lakers repeating or the Miami Heat. Um, you know, losing Jake Crowder was a big deal for them in Miami. Uh, the young guys are going to be a year better. Man is going to be a year better. But, you know, losing those pieces, they still have Iguodala on the bench for whatever that's worth. But, you know, he's not the same Andre Iguodala he was. Uh, in Golden State, and I was under the impression he retired this past summer, and then he came back again, if I'm not mistaken. So if he's still doing that, I think it's a surprise to him too, I feel. That he came back, (laughs) right? Well, I'm just going to go with the Lakers because right now I just just don't see a team taking them out. Uh, Besting them in four games. Oh, Oh, my God. Um, you you know what Put I want to say. Post. You know what I want to say. <laughs> you, you know what I want to say. But uh, until Chris Stapps can actually stay on the court for longer than more than sixty games, I, I can't I can't say my math. So uh, now, why would Raptors you say finals. why would you say the Mavericks? Now, they are one of from an offensive efficiency standpoint last year the best in history. Yeah, and they are still one of the best offensive teams. I think the Josh uh, Richardson pickup was big for them defensively on the perimeter. Uh, he's also shown that he can still shoot the three or like getting that form back from his rookie year. Yeah. Uh, cause he played well uh, in the game against the historically bad Los Angeles Clippers uh, today. But it, I think that you're, you're, you're putting your chips in on a team that couldn't stop a nosebleed right now defensively. True. They gave up 138 points to the Lakers who weren't even trying. Nope. Which is scary. And I know it's early in the season, but these are like 
for those young teams that haven't been there, and if again you talk about candidacy for NDP, like you can't be out there giving up like layup line layups to guys, you know, and allegedly playing defense. But anytime you saw Dwight Powell's, and I think you said this on somebody said this on Twitter. Yep. Like it's free lunch. And, you know, Matthew Kleeb is probably a more annoying defender, but you still like Willie Quali Stein's not stopping me anybody at, at, at the window. So what do they have interiorly that's going to stop a team like the Lakers? Montrezl Harold is the beast down there. Like it, it's just tough to see the Mavericks overcoming a team with depth and size um, like the Lakers. But I think that, you know, um, you know, Milwaukee has depth and size. But obviously, the Nets have that depth and size as well. You know, you can bring Jared Allen off the bench to back up DeAndre Jordan. You know, you're doing okay. You know, I think you have some some deterrence in the middle of the lane. You have some wing defenders in Florian Wall, um, Dorian uh, and Waller Black. Yeah. Uh, you know, and some guys like that. So the Nets look formidable in that way. But still, it's still the Lakers. As long as you have that X factor in the locker room and on the court, it's tough to beat and bet against them. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, and that uh, the Lakers are uh, definitely uh, at this point, uh, it's just hard to see them unless like you mentioned earlier in the show, unless they beat themselves, which who knows um, award season uh, again, being the opening week, you have a lot of people making comments about, Again, like we've said, a candidacy for MVP, um, making out uh, the uh, a rookie class filled with guys that um, look uh, appealing. So I, I just want to start off by asking for the awards. We'll we'll go with rookie of the year here. Um, Alan, who is your twenty twenty one rookie of the year? You know, I came in saying Obi Toppin before, so I'm going to keep him on there, but I'm going to say he's going to share it with James Wiseman. I think he has a clear opportunity to, you know, get those points, get those stats, get those rebounds, and really kind of flourish in the NBA. So I think he's ready for that big stage. But I still think, oh, like, I don't know why the Knicks aren't playing Toppin because I feel like he's just a special, special kid and a special, like, what he brings to the game. So I think I'm going to give between uh, Toppin and Wiseman. I'm just going to quickly, like, actually reply to that and put – something in here i don't think anyone wearing a knicks jersey is ever going to win an award while james dolan is is running that team i'm just i I just i just don't think the knicks with james dolan is going to amount to anything um i don't think any players of value are going to go there while he's you know running things i think they were in the running for russell Westbrook, and he ended up in washington you know the whole kd thing choosing brooklyn over new york so I'm just like I just don't see any form of any amount of success coming to that team while he's while he's there. But um, I will also put in my pick. I have Wiseman going for uh, rookie um, of the year. But uh, will I initially picked Lamelo Ball um, only because in today's NBA, wing players, backcourt guys are going to have the ball more. They affect the game a little bit differently than uh, big guys. But James Wiseman. He's going to get the minutes. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Wiseman uh, got that. They're going to start running offense for him later on in the year once he gets his NBA C legs under him. But I think that right now it's just going to all be athleticism and youth. I mean, remember, he only played three um, college games. That's it. 
and he's been sitting out for more than a year, so he hasn't had a chance to play. So you're going to see a lot of energy from him. I mean, he's the only top three pick who is starting for his team. As much as Anthony Edwards, who is talented as hell, but probably a little bit of a flake. And then LaMelo Ball, who eventually will get an opportunity in a blooded backcourt. They're going to move one of those guys, whether it be Devontae Graham or, or Terry Rozier, whatever the case might be, because they've invested a lot in LaMelo Ball. He's going to get his opportunities to start in that backcourt once he gets his legs under him. And I think that because he, if he starts anywhere between the, the 15th and 20th game and plays out the rest of the season, he'll edge out Wiseman all because he will have the ball more than Wiseman will. Do you, yeah, I was just going to say, with this Rookie of the Year, it seems like it's more about the opportunity. Not not to say that none of these guys are talented, but Wiseman's opportunity right now is is massive on that Warriors team because they don't mm. have the pieces. Is it more talent or is it more opportunity? I think it's a combination of both because I don't see how Anthony Edwards not started on that Minnesota team. Like, come on, for real? Minnesota? That Minnesota team doesn't know what's going on. They got like, uh, what's his name? D'Angelo and R- Rubio kind of gone there. And then you have Edwards too. So like these three players who kind of interchangeable as far as what their skill set is and what they do, you know, kind of a driver kick kind of player. But I don't know. I I, I just, yeah, it's strange. It's strange you know, that Edwards Rubio, is going to come. Rubio is going to come off the bench because D'Angelo Russell is going to start at the point, but he's a high volume shooter but, at the point. But doesn't Russell not even want to play point? Does he want to play too? No, he has to play the point because Anthony Edwards cannot play the point. Yeah. He's not going to play the point. He's a he, he's a two guard. He's a he's he wants to be a killer in this league. He will not give you anything, you know, rebounding wise. He's not going to give you anything yeah. really assist wise. Um, but he can score the ball. He's a talented player at all levels of scoring. Like he's a five tool scorer um, in the NBA, and you have to respect that. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, all right, Dex, your rookie of the year. Well, you guys pick. James Wiseman, you know, I don't, I'm going to go against the grain. I'm picking someone else. I'm going to pick Ty Halliburton on the Sacramento Kings. Great two-way player. Uh, He is starting for them, and I think he's going to get a lot of time. I think he just needs maybe 15 games to get adjusted to the NBA, and I Mm. think he'll be ready. Mm. I think the opportunity is there on that team. But... um... No, I, I don't hate that at all. I don't hate it at all. Um, right, moving on to the next uh, award, we have Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, we'll start off with Dex. Can you provide your Defensive Player of the Year? I got to go Rudy Gobert. I got to just go with the flow and pick who I thought it'd be and Rudy Gobert. I, I have no backing to it. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to pick him. <laughs> No bad. All right. Okay. Uh, Allen, defensive player. Uh, of the- yeah, defensive player of the year. I think I got to go Anthony Davis. I think what we saw of him in the bubble and the residuals of like how he played there and like what how that's going to echo into this season. I think he's ready to show that he's just not another LeBron James psychic. That he's his own kind of thing. And I feel like, uh, especially with this year, uh, with um, what's his name, uh, Gasol too, this, as well. Another defensive-minded big with them. There's going to be a little bit more cohesiveness as far as the the Lakers front court and how they move and operate and defend. And I think he's ready to take that uh, opportunity and uh, get that get that hardware. I also think he feels slighted with Giannis taking it last year. But uh, yeah, that Giannis one. That, both Giannis's awards. I was like, 
Again? Really? Okay. Sure. It's definitely motivation, but uh, Will, your defensive player of the year. I want to say Anthony Davis, but I think once he won the championship, he's still going to play defense, but I don't think that's going to be his goal right now. I think from an individual award standpoint, he's looking at the MVP more than defensive player of the year. I think there will be an empathy, sympathy vote for him as defensive player of the year. Um, but, you know, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and stick with Anthony Davis then because, I mean, I could see Giannis getting it because he's not worried about getting the MVP, even though he's going to get the numbers. Um, but Anthony Davis for uh, defensive player of the year. All right, all right, all right. Anthony Davis and uh, now that it – see, I was between Gobert and Davis um, – but I, I feel like Davis's his head is more towards the MVP. But I'm going to go with Rudy just because flat out his ability. Uh, Alan, you were talking about it earlier to deter um, opponents from the paint uh, for coaches changing up their game plan while, again, he's in the paint. Um, you, you just see it. I've just seen so many guys attempt layups go in. Guys that are, are crafty with the ball in the paint, and then they just see Gobert, and the shot the shot's changed like completely. So I – and at the end of the day, I feel like that's that's what it's all about. So I'll I'll, I'll join Dex and go with Gobert there. Um, okay, so I'm leaving this train now. You're leaving now that, that train Ryan's now jumped that I'm on. on. I'm all picking right. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is going to be defensive player of the year. <laughs> I think oh. pick, I, I think that's reasonable. Okay. All right. All right. Perfect. Get off me, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Most improved player of the year. Um, let's start off with uh, with Will here. I mean, I think it would be easy to pick Michael Porter Jr. Um, as most improved player in the league. But I feel like he is in the running for it. I'm also looking at, um, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and stick with Michael Porter Jr. All right. Okay. He he looked good in the first, in, in the first couple of games. Um, wow. He has looked tremendous in the first couple of games. And I think he actually is the bona fide third option on that team. If I'm wrong, I don't know, but uh, no, if he's that guy, for sure, he's going to be most improved. And I think, you know, he still has work on the defensive end to do, but most improved is, is going to see him take the league from the sample size we saw in the bubble to what he's going to do over a full season. All right. I like it. Uh, Dex. What, sorry. What, what is this? Most improved? <laughs> most improved. All right. This I'm picking. I hate giving the award out to like second year, third year guy. And I know it's not a sexy pick unless it is a sexy pick and it's Colin Sexton. I think he's going to average 22, 23 points a a game on that Cleveland team. And I got Colin Sexton. Listen, Cleveland's in first place. Cleveland's first place in the East right now. Colin (laughs) Sexton. Hop on. Cleveland. (laughs) And I'll jump off, obviously. Okay. I don't think anyone's joining you with that pick, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, can be, you, can, you, you can stay on Sexton Island. That's all you. <laughs> Sexton. Um, yeah, so I think I, I agree with Dex as far as like I hate I don't like giving it to second year players because it feels kind of like a cheap award. But I think I have to go in the vein of Michael Porter Jr. But I also have another caveat, another person that I think that we're going to see vast improvements of. And don't despite what that. Ryan thinks, I think the Knicks could possibly have this opportunity for this player. But I think uh, our. Um, uh, RJ Barrett. I think what we saw from him in the preseason, just a couple spurts here and there of games, I saw a very confident 
uh, player, that, that player from Duke that we saw that can kind of like go into the, the key and get his shot wherever he wanted to, those little hop steps or just being strong because he's a, he's, a, he's a bigger dude. So I think, you know, this next season, uh, I think he has the ability. Uh, well, he always had the ability, but I think he has the opportunity to uh, to get that hardware. I don't hate it. Although I know I said that about the Knicks, I don't hate it because at the end of the day, most important player is comes down to the stats. That's a big part of it. Who's making that jump um, in terms of the numbers. And he he's still on a Knicks team that he could do that. Like he could be the best player on that team on any given night. So I, I don't hate that at all. Um, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll sign off on that. Um, for my most improved um, I, I, I like the narrative that he has in Orlando right now. And after two games, he, he's looking like he's already kind of the leader, uh, one of the leaders of that team. Uh, I'm going Markel Fultz. I'm going Markel Fultz. I think mm. his numbers. I, I root for that. I, I want that to happen. I, I drafted him on my fantasy team, so I'm hoping for big things. Um, but so far Selfish. from what I've seen, the, the shots improved. The confidence is there. Um, the numbers, are I think, are going to go up as well. So, um and Orlando, I just always viewed Orlando as the team you go to when your career is going to die. Um, you, when Serge was there, didn't work out. Biombo went there, didn't work out. Um, got but, that check though. Yeah, they they got their well, money. Got that check. They got their so money. Marco got that check yeah. though. <laughs> they, they got their money left, but I feel like this is a new Orlando team, and I feel like him and Vucevic. Are, are gonna do some damage and I think his numbers are gonna skyrocket. Don't forget my boy Cole Anthony right there. Cole Anthony. <laughs> you know I like you know I like better in Orlando than anybody else. Jumek uh Kike from um Auburn. He hurt himself in March Madness two year, like a year and a half ago, two years ago, whatever the case might be. And I can see him being a guy that if at trade deadline, they have to move an asset. It'll be Aaron Gordon. He's probably the biggest asset they can move outside of Nick Vucevic. And that young man can step in and play that role. Because I don't know what's going to happen with Jonathan Isaac when he gets back, if yeah. and when he gets back. So I think that's, that's a possibility. I like him as a dark horse guy. Mm. All right. Yeah. And better days for Orlando. Uh, they're, they're, looking, they're looking up for the first time in a while. So... Um, Coach of the year. This one I feel is going to be a little bit uh, uh, different from, I'm, I'm, I think different from many people, but uh, to start this off, Will, your coach of the year? My coach of the year in the National Basketball Association will be Taylor Jenkins from the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay. Yeah. That, that... He took with John Morant last year, he took them to the AC. You know, they had to play the playing games. No one saw what he did in creating an identity for that team and also making sure that Jonas Valanciunas, Jonas Price superstar, <laughs> um, became a dinosaur down there. You know, he went out in the perimeter, was able to show his touch because you get a big man who shoots 80% from the free throw line. That must mean he can shoot from about 15 to 17 and be a threat. And he reconfigured his game, kept him on the court, as a big who can contribute in multiple ways and having Jaron Jackson out there, Helen Brooks, you know, finding a place for DeAndre Milton, like guys like that. And then letting John Morant just gave him the keys to the car and do his job. You know, if you can get anything out of Grayson Allen, he's doing a great job down there. So I think Taylor Jenkins is going to be that guy. 
Yeah, Grayson also. Not a sexy pick. Not a sexy pick. No, no, no. Right? I, I, I like it. I like it. Um, Grayson Allen was uh, called out on Twitter for apparently tripping Trey Young. So that's going to be interesting to see Atlanta and Memphis mix it up again. Uh, but no, oh, he, they've been in two beefs a, already. Yeah, from no, college. Those guys have been beefing. They've been beefing like for a while. Yeah. Oh, and so uh, they I, just I, had one last week, <laughs> last preseason game. Yeah. All right. I think I think Grayson Allen is just a, 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 like a, a habitual line stepper. I think that's just like who is in his DNA. He just likes to. He's that player that you play against where you're just like, I, I'm, I'm going to do something. I'm going like, to. Well, he went time. to Duke. Yeah, he went to Duke, and he is in a long line in succession of guy in the <laughs> NBA with the most punchable face, and that started with Christian Leitner. Yeah, right? <laughs> but way back. So there's a long line of those guys who came from Duke who have that face, and he is the most recent recipient of that base. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm hoping he gets well, his comeuppance. <laughs> yes. All right. And uh, I think we got our most, or sorry, um, Alan, your coach of the year. All right. I was going to say this, um, my, this coach of the year that I'm picking, I, I don't personally believe deserves the award, but we'll probably get it because of recency bias and also the fact who picks the award, the media. So I'm going to say is Steve Nash. Steve Nash is probably going to get it. Unlike Wills, it's the sexy pick. That's what people love to do. They love to give hardware to people they've already familiar with. And I think the media is in love with the Brooklyn Nets right now already. So I'm just extrapolating that and going to the NBA season. They have a positive record. They're going to be like, well, look how good they did from this year to this year. Well, what's the difference? MVP to Kevin Durant and also a coach of the year to uh, Steve Nash. And I think they're going to do that. I feel like that's where the trend is headed. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that you use the polysyllabic word. Five syllables <laughs> is a good thing. On a basketball podcast, yo, <laughs> mm. yeah, I don't. You don't see my glasses, but they're real. They're very. My imaginary glasses are very real. Right. No doubt. Be reading. Be reading. Dex, your coach of the year. I was gonna pick Steve Nash, but obviously, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> but this this coach is gonna bring a ninth place team to maybe fourth or fifth, and I'm going place. Scotty Brooks, baby. <laughs> we out in DC. <laughs> <laughs> bruh, 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 bruh. Yo, he's gonna he's gonna get fired. <laughs> bruh. We're going from ninth to fourth. Russell Westbrook's gonna get him fired again. Um <laughs> okay. Um I will join the uh, party with Alan and say Steve Nash. Um I think you have another Golden State Warriors thing here with um the foundation being built by one coach. He him getting canned. And then now you bring in another one who's just going to essentially take the the fancy new toys that he's got, the MVP and Kevin Durant, um, and he's going to ride that, uh, Kyrie Irving, obviously, and he's going to ride that um, uh, to a, an amazing record uh, in the East. And I feel like, again, the sexy pick is is Steve Nash. So um, I, I feel like, yeah, he got, a, he got a good card, unlike Steven Silas out in Houston who's dealing with, a whole lot of nonsense when it was his time to take a superstar and yeah. have a, a, a good fresh start with with a Houston Rockets team. But yeah, no, I, I feel like Steve Nash is getting the um, uh, just so you know, Brian. Uh, much like tricks, segues are for kids. And <laughs> what you said about Steven Silence will be something that I talk about on the fine program I like to call. Uh, so uh 
I'll say real quick, this is an aside to the sexy pick thing. I think a lot of people are going to pick the, the, the kind of sideline sexy or side chick sexy thing in Eric Spolstra, right? Mm. Who has long been one of the best coaches in the NBA. Initially, when he got LeBron and D-Wade and all that, everybody's, oh, you got, you know, he has a talent. You still have to coach the talent. There have been coaches that coached Shaq and Kobe before, you know, Phil Jackson got there. Rudy Tomjanovich coached there. Del Harris, like, these guys are Hall of Fame coaches. They couldn't get them in the finals. So, again, you still have to know how to coach the talent, right? And I think that Eric Spoltra should have been at least a one-time coach of the year in the NBA the year that I think it was 2017, as a matter of fact, when he had a team that was 11 and 30 by the break, already saying one, two, three, Cancun <laughs> at the midway point. Somehow he got them to go 30 and 11 the rest of the season. They played the very last game. They missed the playoffs that year, but those guys could have folded. There has to be some credit for a guy who can make Dion Waiters. Again, <laughs> I did not stutter when I said that. <laughs> Dion Waiters as your leader. And James Johnson as a legitimate six man of the year candidate for your team. They went 30 and 11 down the stretch to almost make the playoffs. That is coaching the National Basketball Association. Dion the champion. Don't, that is facts. Don't squander his name. That is facts. <laughs> um, I got a shout out to the gummies for if we're going to bring up Dion Waiters, man. The gummies are great. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Oh, man. All right. I think I got all your coaches there. Um, moving on the last couple of ones here, we have six man of the year. Um, I know it's kind of, this award is always kind of weird to me because it can kind of change throughout the year, depending on, you know, how many games you play off the bench, whether you're a starter or not. Um, I'll start this one off. Um, again, it's a situation where is he going to eventually become the starter? Is he staying six man? But I got Karis Levert for the Brooklyn Nets. And so far, he's come off the bench. So I feel like it's going to stick. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him flipped in the starting at the start at some point. But I got Karis LeVert. I'll hand this off to Dex to start. You picked my pick. So you know what I got to do. <laughs> I got to switch it up. And I'm going to the Sacramento Kings. And I'm picking Bielitsa. <laughs> that's it that's my pick hold on six man it for, no no Kings. it doesn't count if you can't say his first name namija keep keep going <laughs> i think i'm Bruh. having a stroke no <laughs> what is it will hit us with it you, t- you tell me <laughs> <laughs> all right let's switch my six man Dennis Cantor. <laughs> Cantor. i can say john it. smith <laughs> all right <laughs> okay so we have ennis Cantor. all right um uh alan you're six man of the year i feel like dexter's trying to get ennis Cantor on the podcast <laughs> um <laughs> I'm going to stay home. I'm going to stay home on this one. I'm going to stay local. And I'm going to say Chris Boucher. I think Aaron Baines is always going to be the starting center for the Raptors. And I feel like if Boucher can continue his defensive streak and continue to hit those shots the way he does, he has an opportunity to get himself the sixth man of the year award. He has a great story. Great narrative. Great. He's been playing pretty well uh, for us as well off the bench already. So I I don't hate it. Uh, Will? I'm going to go with Karis LeBert. First and foremost, University of Michigan, go blue at all times. <laughs> but anytime you have a guy who was a starter 
averaging 20 points a game in the NBA, him playing on the second unit of a team that talented is only going to allow him the opportunity to shine even more. So if you get anywhere between 15, 16, 17 points, maybe 18, 19 points a night from Karis LeVert off the bench, uh, he will do his job. And again, those guys generally come from winning programs and winning teams that contribute a great deal. And I think he's going to be that guy. So Karis LeVert, go blue. All right. All right. And to close out the season awards, the big one, the one that uh, is the most debated every year, the one that causes the most controversy, uh, the MVP. Uh, Dex, just so that way you don't have to change your answer. I'm going to start with you uh, here so you don't have to tell me that Ennis Cantor is your MVP. Um, Okay, so uh, I'm not going to go back on what I said. Uh, but he's not playing back-to-backs, and I would have picked Russell Westbrook. But here's my pick. He's, like, on fire right now, and he's murdering right now. If you get those references, I'm picking Ja Rule Morant for MVP. Ja Morant, <laughs> ja Morant. okay. Ja Fire Morant. Festival and Murdering. Let's go. There it is. I just got you it. You went a long way on that. One. <laughs> that took me like three days to write, but you know. <laughs> he's here. He's here uh, each and every week, folks. Okay. Hey, the jokes are my job. <laughs> Uh, All right, Uh, Alan, your MVP. Uh, MVP, once again, uh, I think narrative is going to play a key integral role as far as who they select this year. And I think it's Kevin Durant. I think it's Kevin Durant. I Yeah, I'm going to switch it up. I I thought Luca, but seeing how excited, how excited the media is right now about Kevin Durant and his return and what he's done. And I can't blame him. It's it's great to have him back. It's great to have him back. And if you see the Brooklyn Nets with a high record, they're going to give him the MVP. I feel like him bouncing back off of um, off that injury, that's a huge thing. That's going to be like a huge thing. Like, look, look what Kevin Durant did. He he, he came back from a, you know a broken Achilles or a, 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 a torn Achilles, and now he's here. And you know, I think that's what it comes down to. And I think it's probably going to be him. But I will say, Luca, close second. Why not, Ryan? We're still here. We're still here. We're still having friends. Hey, uh, I don't hate it. Um, record has historically played a big part in MVP for a, a lot of the voting, so I, I don't hate that at all. Um, Will, your MVP. Water fatigue will hit Giannis hard, even though he'll have probably better stats this year. We all know who the best player in the world is, he who shan't be named. If you're not familiar with he who shan't be named, his name triggers a lot of emotion in, in men from time to time. So I will go with the Don. Luca Doncic. Uh, as the MVP of this year, he's going to put up the numbers and fill the the, the, the the stat sheet across the board. Again, if they end up being anywhere between a, a, a four and five seed, it's pretty much guaranteed he'll get it. I mean, Russell Westbrook won it with triple doubles and he was six seed. So there's a possibility there. If they end up anywhere top three, it's almost a guarantee. Although, again, we always find out who the best player in the world is come the playoffs. So, yes, sir. And they always because say, oh, yeah. regular seasons create all stars, postseason create superstars. superstars. I feel that. And uh, they always say 
the best player doesn't always win MVP. So, and I think Giannis even hinted that himself in the offseason with his recent comments. Um, I think, obviously, the obvious answer everyone's expecting me to say is, is Luka Doncic, and the narrative is always there. Uh, the media has been all over in preseason. Uh, we know that he's a talent, and the numbers are always there. Um, I always I call him the mini LeBron because his stats reflect LeBron James's so much where he had a bad first game against the Suns if you were watching the game. But then you look at his box scores, and it's like – 25 7 7 25 8 and 8 lebron james's averages pretty much all of his career but they say it's a bad game so his numbers are always there um the fact that he's taking a mavericks team again lacking a second star predominantly for the last little while um his ability to again the fact that it's his third year and he's he's performing at this level i i feel like the narrative is there the numbers are there everything is there for him to succeed and get the MVP. But then Anthony Davis signing this contract, um, LeBron James not getting his full offseason, um, being upset about not getting his full offseason, I feel the keys are there for Anthony Davis to actually take the MVP. And that's why I'm conflicted because I feel he is going to get his numbers in the first couple of months. Will hinted on this, or not hinted, but said this earlier that you're going to see LeBron James coast for the first couple months of the season, and then he's going to flick it on. But in those first couple months, I feel Anthony Davis is going to skyrocket. His numbers are going to be up, and he's going to be the, the number one guy. Kind of similar to the Miami Heat, when the whole problem with the Heat was, is LeBron James ready to take the number one seat from Dwayne Wade? And we saw it in 2011 when Dwayne Wade was still still technically that guy and LeBron couldn't, you know, take, he, he wasn't, re he wasn't ready for it yet, but come 2012, LeBron took that number one spot from Dwayne Wade. And we all know from 2012 and onward, this has been LeBron's league entirely. So I feel like Anthony Davis is in that situation now and he's ready to, to take that spot. Ryan, I, everything you said, I, I, I agree with. There's one thing that I take issue with, and I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring it up and, and, and yeah. talk about it. Yeah. You call Luka Doncic the mini LeBron. That is disrespectful <laughs> to Eric Bledsoe. Oh, Do you understand how Eric Bledsoe was the mini LeBron back in 2012? <laughs> and he was gassed. As to that. I thought that was the well, weirdest I, nickname for Eric Bledsoe. I don't know why that see, was the well, thing. Well, I've heard that they've called Eric Bledsoe the Walmart great value, Kyle Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> Kirkland, 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 Kyle Lowry. So which which one is working out for you? Like, I don't know which one is better. <laughs> mean LeBron or great value, He's, um, Kyle Lowry. I think I think we all know where Eric Bledsoe's career ended it up. And it was so weird to see the, that type of, like, I don't know, I guess maybe back then, maybe I don't remember fully, but I just remember that always irked me calling him the mini LeBron. I was like, other than the fact that he, he always wore LeBrons and he was strong and all yeah, the whole nine, whatever, but <laughs> that always, he had a good relationship with LeBron. So it made it easy for him in LA to, to kind of flex that a little bit. Yeah. And, and, and Luca has the, um, I don't know if you guys were watching the, the late game against the Lakers, the backstory between Luca and LeBron, he idolized LeBron and he he's watched LeBron's game for years and he literally has, I think he told Rachel Nichols that he models his game after LeBron. So I don't think it's on purpose that his stats and the way he kind of navigates a game is, is eerily similar. 
Uh, I have a sleeper MVP. Yeah. And I don't know what you guys think, but it's Zion Williamson. I think it's Is a sleeper it MVP. I like I like the numbers <laughs> he's doing right now. Stop, he's putting up 30 stop, right now, stop. 12 rebounds. That's a sleeper. There's a button I'll, that I want to I'll press. continue to sleep on that. That feels like a air, like a nice, comfy, you know, <laughs> you memory foam BI. mattress. You yeah, I do. BI. I do hate him. I do hate the All right. Waste of LeBron's year. Did we get everyone's MVP or am I missing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because yeah. Dexter's Dexter's comments have just brought me to this game that we we play week to week on this show. Um, it's called Cap or No Cap. If you, again, are new to this program or are just not familiar with it, I'm going to give you guys a statement and your job is just to simply say cap or no cap. Let me just get our... I, I need some, some more information. You need some more See, information. Maybe, maybe I'm not, you know... Fully aware of the nomenclature. <laughs> so with cap, the meaning behind cap, like or, what does that mean? Because it meant something different in the eighties when people. It does. It did. Gravity. It did apparently. So you know what? Let so me. What let does me. It mean now? Let me explain it. Cap, you're essentially saying that this person is full of it. They're BSing. They're lying. They need. They just need to stop. They need to put a cap. So what is cap short it. for? Oh, put a cap on. Okay, cool, cool. I got you. There got you go. You. Uh, no cap. Keep it going. You're saying everything right. I like this. I'm feeling this. Just preach. Um, so that is the foundation of cap or no cap. Who's cap? Who capping? All right. And... Don DeMarco. <laughs> if you watch any rap battles, you would hear that same horn. The and same. then Don DeMarco, we pitch his name on URL. Rap battles, so it's like Charlie Clips versus Hollow the Don, who is the greatest Clips. rap battler in history, uh, in my opinion. So. Okay, all right. You get, see, and this is why I mentioned the 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 uh, the hip hop uh, chorus earlier, because you're gonna get these little uh, tidbits and little uh, anecdotes from Will Strickland. Uh, let me just bust out the theme here. So again, cap or no cap, I'm gonna ask you guys a. Simple statement, not not directly from anyone, but just a statement. And I just need you to tell me cap or no cap. So to begin, the Raptors dropped the ball with not re-signing Serge Ibaka this offseason. Cap or no cap? Let's go to our guest, Will. Cap. Oh, okay. All right. He wanted, they wanted to, he wanted a big check to stay in Toronto. There's no point in keeping him in Toronto. He, he moved on. I think it was time for Chris Boucher to get his light and get a little glow on the court. So it was time for move, to move on. New okay. Raptors, new day. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Alan, cap, no cap, dro Raptors dropped the ball. Recently. I'm going to say no cap because and I no feel cap. like when you pair it with the Gasol thing, when you miss out two bigs and you kind of leave your front court so open to the fact that you got to uh, emergency side Aaron Baines, that's probably not a good look. That's probably some mistakes were made. I know in, in efforts to get something greater, but I definitely think you got to secure a better big than Aaron Baines. Okay. No no offense to Aaron Baines. No disrespect at all. Okay, all right. Mark Jackson. Anytime you say no disrespect about something, you're disrespecting him. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pulling a Mark Jackson. No, with all due respect, you know. That's a theme on this show. <laughs> we, we tend to say that a lot. Uh, Dexter, cap or no cap? Raptors drop the ball. That's that's cap. 
they they dropped the ball okay. or they didn't drop the ball so Wait, no cap. cap so no cap they did <laughs> drop the ball so i said backward no no they did you they have to did think drop about the what ball. he said he said that they dropped the ball and, I, and he's saying no they didn't that's cap. Wait. that's cap. <laughs> but the sentence was say, the raptors dropped the ball so i say no cap <laughs> which means that they, they did. did drop the ball I'm gonna say okay, cap. So, then. so you're agreeing with yeah, the statement. Say, you're agreeing hey. with the statement that the Raptors did drop drop the ball by saying no cap. Okay, here's what I think. I think getting Ibaka <laughs> traded is a domino effect to trade Pascal and trade everyone traded, else. Dude. He didn't get traded. <laughs> he didn't get or traded. it it's letting people go of that championship. Okay. So again, I want to try to understand the thing. So maybe I said it wrong. So I said. It was capped, so it was BS that they dropped the ball. They didn't drop the ball to me. Yeah, they did. okay. Right. So that, that would be no cap. So it was capped, right? No, yeah. wait. I thought that was cap. No, that would no, be no, no cap. That, what you said was cap. Yeah, you're right. I said no cap because I think they did drop the ball. Right. And See, I, that's what I'm saying. So I was yeah. right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. No, no, you were right. All right. Moving on. <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks will make the playoffs. Cap or no cap? Who are you going to? Uh, yeah. That's cap. They suck. Off cap. <laughs> nah, no cap because of playing the buy-in hey, no cap. playing tournament. I feel like they're going to make it there. No cap because hey, no Rayford Trey Young <laughs> is doing his thing right now. I, I like the the signing of Bogdan, Bogdan, Bogdanovich. Uh, and I like Lloyd Pierce and what he's doing with his young guy down there they have a different attitude but i think they have you know uh you know they're ace they're two and oh right now they're the top team in the, in the eastern conference unless you want to call the cleveland cavaliers that so <laughs> also magic don't forget the magic lloyd pierce got the lloyd pierce i think they're going to make the playoffs as the seventh and eighth seed don't hate it. Don't hate it. I'll join up. No cap. I, no I, cap. You've heard me on this podcast. If you have been listening, I'm a the Atlanta Hawks. I feel like they made the moves. I think they're ready. Um, it's just a matter of will Dexter's Washington Wizards get it together and maybe challenge them in those games. Um, oh. But uh, moving on. De- oh, Dexter, did you did you provide me an, uh, a cap or no cap? Yeah, I said, yeah, you I said that. that. Okay, said James. Okay, this one is a little bit different, but I'm just gonna ask for an answer, and then you guys can go off and say cap or no cap on the answer. I want you to fill in the blank here. James Harden will play four by end of season. Cap or no? Oh, sorry. Your answer, and we'll start with Alan. Billy. James Harden will play for the Philadelphia 76ers. Allen says, is No Flyers. No, yeah. <laughs> is that cap or no cap from from uh, Dex? That's cap. That's cap. That's cap. Another team in mind. And uh, Will, is that cap or no cap? Allen says, Sixers, James Harden. That's cap. That's cap. That's cap. <laughs> I'll join in. That's cap. I don't think he's going there. Um, will, fill in the blank. James Harden will play four. A team in the National Basketball Association. Ooh. Ooh that's good. Got- going G League. <laughs> that's good. Oh, man. Uh, Dex? James Harden will end up on the Denver Nuggets. Okay. They have enough assets okay. to give away to the Houston Rockets. I don't They're not that. departing with Jokic or Murray, so I'm going to have to say no. cap. 
See how we're all wearing caps? That's four caps for Dexter. Like what do you guys call it? Took. That's took. I like that. That's a helmet, Right. Perfect. And uh Jason Tatum is the best player in the East not named Giannis. Cap or no cap? Cap. 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 Okay. All right, Dex. Cap. That's Cap. cap. Kevin Durant. Cap. You can't forget Kevin Durant. He's in the East though, so. Okay. okay. All right. I wouldn't even say third. I would say I would definitely say Cap. I feel like Dexter wrote these questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you would hear a lot of Westbrook. <laughs> I cannot talk about Westbrook enough. Acknowledge that Dexter was a part of this uh, process. Um, I will say that. Uh, okay, and the last question here. Oh, actually, sorry, did I just skip everyone? Uh, Alan, you? Uh, no, actually, no. I think we got everyone. Alan. Um, you can start this one off here. LaMelo Ball is the 2021 Rookie of the Year. I know we kind of already technically answered this in the show, but cap or no cap? Cap. I, I have him on my fantasy team. I don't know if he was, but I don't think this season is his season. I think he'll get it eventually, but not right now. All right. Dex, cap or no cap? LaMelo Ball, 2021 Rookie of the Year. That's a Neo-Fedora. Cap. Fedora, Fedora. Okay, we have Fedora, we have Tuke, uh, Will. Cap or no cap, LaMelo Ball, Rookie of the Year. How do you say no cap in Serbian? Oh. Oscar. Okay. <laughs> Damn. We got a, I don't know. Close enough. We'll rock it <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. And uh, I, I got to stick with my pick earlier. I said James Wiseman and those first two games so far, it's looking like I'm not too far off. All right. Oscar. Okay. Was cap or no cap? Another fun edition of that. Um, just to close out the show, I just wanted to get one thing from you guys here. Um, it's holiday season. It's, uh, we just got off Christmas, but you know, a lot of people are still doing their Kris Kringles. So let's do a Kris Kringle for the NBA. If you are Santa Claus, you can give any team something that they need to take them to the promised land. It could be a coach, could be a player, just anything that you would bestow upon a team. Um, to get them in the right direction. What team and what are you giving them? Example, the Raptors get James Harden. Uh, Will, you're Chris Kringle, you're Santa. Which, wh- what team would you like to give a gift to? And what does that get? I don't celebrate holidays. Oh. I don't celebrate holidays. So, like, if and he Chris gives Kringle out nothing came for my front door, <laughs> you know, he would catch the beats, no doubt. Um <laughs> But if I wanted to help out a team, I would help the Sacramento Kings. Relationships with Roy Bobby Rana on the on the bench from Canada. Also Corey Joseph, known Corey since he's a little, little, little dude. Um, to actually see them make the playoffs and be a, a a minor irritation to the number one seed in the West. But I like to see them get an acquisition and i think they will ship james harden off somewhere like that just to get him out of his air and put him in the hinterlands or the the, the nba siberia which is sacramento okay all right all right okay not bad not bad alan uh i have two uh one like one i want to give carl anthony towns is because he had a hard year i want to give him a center so he can play four 
He doesn't have to worry about grabbing rebounds. And a center who can shoot threes too. So if he wants to go in the post, he has the opportunity. That's my one gift. My other gift uh, is to Knicks, to Knicks fans. I want to frame James Dolan for murder because he's been murdering that franchise for how many years? Put him away. Lock him. Lock the lock the bars. Throw away the key. Twenty five years of life, and give him just just all new life so they can breathe again and have uh, a beautiful, prosperous uh, Knicks franchise. Somewhere Charles Oakley is is standing up and applauding. Um, and scaring somebody. And scaring somebody. Um, Dex, your gift, the team you would like to give a gift to. I'm going to give the gift of health to everyone. <laughs> I want to see a good postseason. I want to see a great season. I want everyone to be healthy. And I just want a great finals. Okay. That's a great gift, Dex. Thanks, man. <laughs> you going to wrap it or? I'll put a bow. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and uh, uh, Dex Dex kind of took it from me because yeah, I, I I'm I'm again going to my Mavs and I'm hoping for a healthy Chris Stapps. That's that's all. That's I'm all. Switching. I <laughs> and Dex is gonna switch again. Um, no, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I just I just want a healthy Chris Stapps for one season, and I think I've just put this out on Twitter earlier today. Yeah, you give me a healthy Chris Stapps. You give the Mavs a healthy Chris Stapps. We can really see what they're going to do. But, uh, no, thank you for your your suggestions there. And it's come to that time. Uh, Alan, where can the internet find you? Yes, you can find me at Alan Shane on Instagram and the Alan Shane on Twitter. I wish I had the same for both. Also, Shoeless Lewis on Twitch. And also make sure to watch the Great Canadian Baking Show. Uh, we have a date, so save it. So it's February 14th, 8 o'clock on CBC and CBC Gym. Dope, dope, dope. And uh, Dexter. <clears throat> Play my mother, mother music. We gonna start this thing all right. Hold on, we got we gotta wait for it. Did you, did you not play from the beginning? I, I did play from the beginning. <laughs> you again. All the way from the beginning. <laughs> you didn't anyway. cue it up. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Dexter, explain why that is your your theme song here. It's living my Dex life. Don't forget the G Triple O G on the IG Twitter and TikTok. You on TikTok? You're, you're on TikTok? Uh, you know, I creep on TikTok. <laughs> oh, so, yes, I'm on there. <laughs> okay. And, and I, I noticed that you tweeted for the first time in four years. The funny story, your last tweet was actually uh, to reference Will on our show, I believe. Ah, look at that. In 2014, the last time uh, Will and Dwayne had joined Below the Hardwood back in our YouTube days as we have now made the switch to the podcast world. But that was literally your last tweet until you tweeted something about like a day or ago. That sounds like spam. It, it sounds like spam. <laughs> um, Will, where can the world, the internet, where can they get your thoughts? I can be found on these rough internet streets uh, <laughs> at uh, Will Strickland and the number one on Twitter, the Will Strickland, or I'm sorry, Will Strickland, Sorry, I messed up my own. <laughs> it is W underscore Strickland and number one on Twitter. Will Strickland one on IG. And of course, each and every Tuesday, we bring you this thing called the open run. So do what's popular with the population. 
check it out on all streaming platforms and of course on wearepress.net boom boom all streaming platforms that's that's everywhere almost and again of course wearepress.net the open run we are on episode two with episode three arriving shortly Yep, it is this week. Um, it's called Nothing Will Be the Same. It was our 2020 year end. Uh, Nothing Was the Same will be uh, the name of the episode. And I'm looking forward to it because it's going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and if you, again, want to join in the conversation, we are press.net. Uh, you can find us at Below the Hardwind on Instagram. BTH on NBA on Twitter is back. Um, it was defunct for about five years, and it is now uh, resurfaced on Twitter. Uh, so you can follow that BTH on NBA at below the hardwood on Instagram and at press on the web for everything else. And again, let us know your predictions, your thoughts. Speak it into existence. That's episode nineteen, Alan. Ryan Antonio Henry for Big Brother. Speaking it into existence. Let's do it. Hashtag R.A. Henry on Big Brother. They're doing it, but the applications of Big Brother have gone. I'm not going under 24-hour surveillance. And, uh, yeah, but, you know, we'll, we'll keep the campaign going. We'll keep the campaign going. Uh, that is another episode of Below the Hardware. Thank you for joining us if you made it this far. And good night. <laughs>